Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Isaac Grenenberg. He's the founder of Goya Move. Isaac, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on the show. But um, maybe before we get into Goya Move, let's get to know you a little bit better and start off with where you grew up. Sure. Um, I was actually, I was born in uh, Tbilisi, Georgia, uh, Soviet Union. And uh, immigrated to the United States, uh, and, and I was raised in on the East Coast in New York. Okay. So, uh, you what did you take in university, and why? So I actually didn't go to university. Okay. Uh, after I graduated high school, um, I was pretty had a, I guess you could say an entrepreneurial uh, spirit. Okay. So I pursued kind of doing my own things and thought of ideas and and so forth. And here I am today. Okay. So walk me through your career up until Goya move and then we'll dive into that. Sure. So I started off my tech career, um, uh, 1998, 1999. I worked, uh, as a network engineer. Okay. um, Very cool. In tech. Uh, then moved from there. I, I wanted to try out different aspects of technology. So I dabbled in some hardware, dabbled into some software. Um, my last company, uh, worked for a company called Lightsurf. We were acquired by uh, Verisite. Oh, yeah, very cool. Um, yeah. And uh, after that, that acquisition, I was, uh, you know, during that, my last years of uh, working at that company, I was heavily focused on my fitness. I was really into fitness. Um, I love racing motorcycles and, and uh, racing cars. And I decided to have a little career change. And okay. so I moved over to uh, fitness and opened up my own gym. I trained uh, professional motorcycle racers and race car drivers. But at the same time, I didn't lose my uh, love for tech. And with the needed uh, software that for a problem that we have, I decided to get back into it. Okay, interesting. So walk me through the rest of your career up until deciding to co-found Goya Move. Sure. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, like I said, I was working in tech. Uh, They got into fitness, opened up my own uh, motorsport training facility, kind of a niche uh, niche market for for fitness. but with our household full of kids and seeing how much screen time was being spent on the phones, I, you know, I, I decided to uh, develop this app. So that's where we got to. So went from tech to fitness back to tech. Okay, interesting. So what have you guys, or what are you guys building, and how does it work? And walk us through that journey. Absolutely. So Goya Move, uh, Goya stands for Get Off Your Apps. It's an app developed to not only get kids off of their phones because we see a huge spike in uh, 
cell phone addiction amongst kids. So not only do you get them off their phones and teach them about moderation and accountability, but it actually gets them moving. Uh, the way it works is the app gets loaded on both the parent phone and the child phone. Okay. And a parent and a child can sit down and have a healthy conversation and see, you know, how much data is being used on the phone versus how many steps and movement they're actually making. And the app allows the parent to set a step goal for their child. So because the app is loaded on both the phones, they talk to one another. So from there, you know, a parent and a child can agree on, well, what's a healthy amount of steps, how much activity you should be taking in a day. And then the apps kind of get blocked. So they, so they get blocked access until the step goals are met. So whether it's an hourly or, or an overall daily step goal, but you know, you have a choice uh, as a family to do which one or the other. Uh, the apps automatically get unblocked when the step goals are met. So if you meet the hourly step goal, the, the apps unblock for the remainder of the hour, then they automatically lock on the top. So it gets the kids moving and, and keeps them moving and, and teaches them about using their phone in moderation. And there's also little, uh, you know, little add-ons in there like blackout time. So if the kids homework out, if a parent wants to set homework hour, or if they want to set a bedtime, you know, keeping the apps blocked during bedtime, they can do that as well. Okay, interesting. So I, I know that there's been tons of studies around at what age kids should have a cell phone. And, you know, I've, I've read a bunch of stuff that they shouldn't really have any screen screen time under the age of two. But what have right. you guys found around this whole space? Because... It seems to me anyway that kids are getting phones or at least an iPod Touch or an iPad or some sort of sure. tablet a lot earlier on now. But what is your thoughts on this and, and, and what have you guys found? So what we have found is that, is that kids are getting younger and younger as they're getting their devices. And they're basically parents are giving to them as babysitting tools. Most kids are getting their first actual cell phone, you know, with service at about the age average age of about nine. So kids between the ages of nine and we'll say 16, you know, a 16 year old usually gets their license and they're usually out playing, but they spend so much time um, on their phone that it, it just become an epidemic. So schools, for example, they cite devices as the number one in classroom destruction um, d during learning. So, you know, the average child between the ages of seven and 17, they spend over 44 hours a week wow. on their phones and tablets and less than two hours a week actually playing outside. Yeah, interesting. I, I know it, it seems so, oh, well, I'm 36, just so you have some context. The thing that's interesting sure. to me is, like, I remember running around the neighborhood, right, as a kid yeah, with all yeah. our friends, and, and it just, you don't, you see the odd kid, but it's not fit. Like neighborhoods aren't filled with kids running <laughs> around anymore. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, and it even goes, it even goes one step further, you know, children who spend less than 30 minutes a day exercising, you know, they did a study that showed that they score actually 200 to 400 points lower on their college entrance exams, for example. Wow. Um, it's, it's, there, there's just so many studies where, where we're seeing that this is such an impact in kids' lives. And, and, and you're right. You, you don't see it anywhere. You don't see kids outside playing and, and laughing and communication skills with one another. It's, you know, who's your friend that you play Fortnite with? And, and, and that's it. And that's, and that's really what we're, we're uh, looking to get after. 
we're hoping to be the footprint and change of how parents and children interact with technology. Okay. No, I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And how do you find the response has been, probably parents love it, but how do, how's the response been from kids? So, so the great thing is, is that this isn't a punishment. So sure. the only, the, before our app came out, there was, there was two forms of what you can do with your kid who is, that you felt as a parent was spending too much time on their phone. But you take the phone away. You've now punished sure. your child. You've taken their phone away. You're going to get, you know, there's a lot of feedback. There's a lot of anger. Um, it's not healthy. It's not the healthy solution of, of how it works. Yeah, the other form is just your typical conventional, you know, quote unquote, parental control app, which is basically the same form of punishment. There is no positive reinforcement. There is no being able to earn their time. There's just, you don't get your phone from four to seven and that's it. So, I mean, it's essentially taking the phone away. It's the same thing as taking the phone away. But all a child is doing between four to seven is guess what? They're going to their Xbox. They're going to their PlayStation. Yeah. And then at seven o'clock, they're right back on their phone. So there's no there's no reward based system here, where whereas ours you know the kids like to go on their on their social media their Snapchat their Instagrams their YouTube their Netflix that they do, so you can't get back onto the vice without actual some movement and playing. So there's there's motivation and and knock out your you know 600 steps an hour and continue to use your phone. You know technology isn't going anywhere. Our phones are only going to get bigger, better, brighter. The games are going to get more advanced. It's our job as parents to teach our kids about moderation and even accountability. Yeah, no, that's fair. I think it's such a hard challenge, right? Because I have a four-year-old and a two-year-old. And when you're traveling with them in the car for long periods of time or you're on a plane, your, your sure. number one key factor is keep their tablet charged, right? Or they're not going to sit. And and I know that's kind of terrible, but that's in some ways that's the reality. Outside of that, we very much try to limit their TV and screen time. But the, right. the thing that's interesting to me about it is they're still at the age that they like going outside and, and playing and they request it. And I like taking them outside and playing in the backyard or wherever else. But the thing sure. that's interesting to me is, I guess, as you get older, like I remember playing tons of video games growing up, right? And this was mm -hmm. obviously in the 90s. And they weren't as, ad well, they were addicting, but I don't think they're as addicting as they are now because you can connect and play with your friends all over the world. And I even remember in my early 20s, rushing home to like meet my buddies online so we could play World of Warcraft and raid all night, right? So right. it's an interesting kind of change. So, yeah, I, I'm just curious, I guess, to know what you've thought about and see um, this whole space kind of evolve, right? Because I think what you guys are building is much needed. It's just, it's got to be an interesting getting people to adopt it. And I think once they do and they get back to being outside and being creative and it, it, it's kind of freeing. Have you found that? Or, or what do you, what are your thoughts around that? 100%. 100%. And there's a couple of points I'd like to touch on that you mentioned. You you know, you had said, like, you couldn't get to get online with your friends and play all around the world, right? And that's part of the problem is that you've now, you, you've now identified random people that you've never met before as friends and buddies that you're playing with, and you've lost 
the whole social interaction of who your neighbors are, who your classmates are, and how to interact, and, and who your friends really are. And, and that's part of, a, part of the problem that we have as well. You know, as kids get a little bit older, it's, we, we just kind of fell into this category of, of it's okay to let them use the technology to keep them quiet or to keep them occupied. Because as parents, it's our job to stimulate them. Sure. And, 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 and that's what we need to do. And, and it's not just, it, you know, our app isn't just made to get your kids to go and play, but hopefully to motivate a family to do things together is on a Saturday to go out for a hike together and to keep the phone on them and, and to count their steps and be able to post a picture of them together. We're not saying don't use your phone sure. and put it away and things like that. It's just moderation and everything else, you know, adopt everything else in life that's around you that, that, can, that can benefit you for your future. Yeah, no, that's, that's interesting. I, I'm curious, though, because I, I think it seems to be there's, there's starting to be a big movement and Apple and Google seem to even building it into the OS where they're trying to get people to put away their phone and, and focus on these things. So I think more and more people are starting to become aware that they're spending a ton of time on the screen. And, and have you found that there has been a bit of backlash towards people using their their screen or is the younger generation still kind of addicted and glued to it? Or, or what are your thoughts around that? It's, it's a little bit of both. I, you know, as, as it, it is one of the hottest topics in tech is screen time addiction. And Apple has been, Apple, Facebook, Google, they all have been under a lot of scrutiny for, from parents and from, and, and from other tech companies about how much time kids spend on their phones. So we, we have that happy medium. We feel that we feel, we fill that, that happy medium spot of, keeping the phones on the children, you know, the kids need their phones. The parents need to be able to communicate with them, track them. They're tools. It's just that we're teaching them moderation, put it away for 20 minutes. And, and, and here's how you do it. And you just exercise it. All you have to do is go run around the block. And, but one of the things that we found that, that will kind of put it into place is that sure. once the hardest part is to get the child to actually go outside and play and move, but once you actually get them out and they're having fun and they're seeing how much fun they're having, it's really hard to actually get them to come back in because they've just realized that, wow, I can go play basketball. I can play hockey. I can play tag. I can, there's swings. Let's go to the park. Once you get them, you know, out of that house initially, it's kind of hard to get them back because, you know, just like your, your younger ones, your two and your four year old, you said, yeah, they actually ask for it and they enjoy it, and and that's the and that's you know where we are. That's the position that we're in is that we're actually showing them that there's more to life than watching YouTube videos and and playing Fortnite. Sure. So, what is your target market or I guess age range of kids that you're trying to target? So, primarily, what we found on our target our target adopted market is, of course, we're targeting parents because. Uh, right. No child's going to come to their parents and say like, "Oh, you got to put this on our phone." It's but we are targeting parents with children between the ages of nine and sixteen. Uh, so, so that's kind of our our biggest market, and we and we have found that parents are using them on tablets as well, so iPads and and Android tablets. So, 
So it, it does kind of work for them as well. We, we find that they use the blackout feature a lot and they can just easily just shut it off and shut it on and, you know, for bedtime especially. You know, there's, there's nothing more sure. aggravating as a parent to put your child into bed and, you know, check up at 11 and see a glowing screen sure. and, and they're not sleeping. <laughs> so so that's, you know, some of the little added features that we have within within the software. Sure. Have you found parents use it for themselves as well? Because I find sometimes you, you're like, oh, I'll just check something <laughs> quick before bed. And then an hour goes by and you're doing right. whatever, right? Yeah, and we don't, and we don't know. You know, we, I'm sure that that uh, you know couples can use it on each other. I've actually had had several. Uh, we we had some laughing jokes about how I'm going to use it on my own parents. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that spend too much time on, on their phone. You know, kids and kids and grandparents are kind of like the same thing. They both kind of get in their comfortable ways. They sit at home, and I love for my my parents to get out and and move around more. So why not, right? Sure. No, I, I think that makes sense. So you guys talk about digital health, and I think it's become more and more of a hot topic uh, recently. What does that mean to you? So digital health is an all-around world. So, so one of the things that we like to see is we're not parental control. We, we are not a controlling company, and we're not about being uh, controlling over the, the phones. We are digital health and well-being. And that is promoting a healthier lifestyle. Sure. And, and that's completely opposite of, of parental control. So we don't want to control. We don't want to take away. We don't want to limit. We want to reward. We want to, but we want to promote a healthy lifestyle. And that's moderation, accountability, and some exercise. I mean, children's obesity and diabetes is so high. Right? It's the highest it's ever been. And that's because of a sedentary lifestyle sure. that they're living. And you know, we're, we're just out to, we're out to help, you know, one child at a time. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. It's interesting because I feel like it's hard, right? Like it's a bit of an uphill battle, but I think it's very much up to the parents to take those steps to kind of combat it, right? Because it's Absolutely. really hard to, well, if you let your kids sit on a phone or a tablet or the computer all day long, they'll do it because I even find like I could sit on a computer all day long and just on the couch <laughs> working. Right. And so you, yeah. I need to be mindful of, Oh, maybe I should take a break or actually take lunch and just go for a walk instead of just like Absolutely. eating your, eating your lunch at your desk while you're answering email or, or whatever else. Right. Absolutely. It's absolutely, you're absolutely correct. This app would be great on your phone. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. So so I, I'm curious, though, what's the kind of, without giving away anything crazy, what what's kind of the long-term goal of, of the app? So we, we built a platform. Okay. Uh, we, we not only, we, we built a platform. And the platform, uh, we, have, we have some more coming out, some more okay. add-ons coming out that do focus on other issues in the house. Um, for, for parenting and children who get distracted by devices. So we, we definitely do have some, some more coming out. I, I'm not going to say specifically which ones, but sure. uh, in, the next, in the next month to two months, there, there is going to be some, some really neat add-ons that are really well needed that we got feedback from parents that, that we can build. So the platform is great. You know, it's, it's a reward-based reward system. 
and we you know we do have a patent that's that's uh, about to come out for it too. We we are coming up on the end of our patent pending stage, Very so cool. it is you know based on mobile application access, mobile app access based on an activity goal. Okay, no, interesting. So how do you guys monetize the platform or plan to monetize the platform? Sure. So so right now the app it's uh, it's a dollar ninety nine a month. Okay. Uh, per child. So if you have one child, it's a dollar ninety nine per month. If you have two children, it's two ninety nine, three ninety nine, etc. Sure. Um, you don't pay for the parent. So if you have two parents and let's say two grandparents, because sometimes the grandparents watch the kids. Right. The the parent app, the controlling app, is all free for download. You're just paying for the child. So dollar ninety nine per month. Okay. Very cool. So how did you guys get this built? Did you build it yourself? Did you raise some raise some money? You bootstrap it? We or, did. Okay. Both a little bit, a little bit of all of the above. So you know, we do have some some investment ba- uh, back backers. Okay. Um, and and, and it, it is a very complicated app to build. Sure. Because it does monitor and it's cross platform. If you if the parent has an Apple, and the child has an Android or vice right. versa, they work. They're cross compatible with one another. Um, and because it's it works on both Wi-Fi and cellular networks, so it's all controlled by a very very robust server. Yeah, that, there's a bunch of complexity around just having multiple platforms syncing data, right? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So are you guys planning on building a web version at some point, or does it not really make sense? Um, it's, it's definitely something that's on our whiteboard. Okay. Uh, we have to figure out how we're going to do that. We could do it. Um, so it, it's definitely in, in, in the works that, that it might come out soon. Okay, interesting. So I, I'm curious, though, how did you guys originally decide to actually just go for it and build this thing? <laughs> so between me and my co-founder, we actually have six kids. Okay, uh, between wow. Carrie and myself, we have six kids. They range anywhere from 13 to 23. Okay, so um, our problem. youngest, <laughs> uh, we, we have this problem all across the board. And the way it happened was one day I was kind of, you know, the, the youngest, the 13-year-old, it literally walks around the house with the phone in front of his face sure. as he's watching YouTube videos of other kids playing video games. Yep. And, and it's, 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 a very, it's, a, it's a very common scene in the house. And I asked him one day, I was, I was just curious. I, I didn't, all I wanted to know was how much data he was using. Okay. And so I called him down and I said, hey, you know, can I just check out your phone really quick? First off, the look on his face, when you, the look of a child, when you <laughs> ask them to look their phone, like as soon as that phone has to leave their hand, it's like the world is about to end. <laughs> it is, I be punished, I did something wrong, and I had to reassure him, you know, but you're not doing anything wrong. I'm just curious how much data you use it. Sure. Slowly slides slides his phone over what i was expecting to see okay what's a lot of data to be used what do you what do you think like it's got to be a couple hundred gigs couple hundred gigs sounds good yeah in one month i was what i was expecting to see is 60 to 100 gigs okay Okay, couple hundred gigs couple hundred gigs was is a very high number okay sure yeah when i picked up his phone and i went to his setting and I looked at how much data he used in a one month cycle. Yeah. One point six terabytes. Wow. You must have an unlimited okay. plan or you'll go broke. I have an unlimited plan. <laughs> one one point six terabytes. Wow. I 
I, I first off, I didn't even know a phone could report terabytes, but it, but it can. Oh, and yep. so, and so, my mouth dropped. Sure. My mouth dropped at one point six terabytes. I then scrolled over, okay, and I looked at his health app on his Apple phone okay. to see how many steps he takes in his day. Okay? Right. Eight hundred to a thousand. Wow. Which is nothing. Sure. The average child in that age should be taking ten thousand steps a day, according to the American Pediatric Society. Sure. Ten thousand. So we're talking 1.6 terabytes and wow. 800 steps. Okay. And that's when I handed his phone back to him. I said, I'll see you later, dude. <laughs> that's when this app was, that's when this app was born. Interesting. And yeah. Oh, keep going. Sorry. No, no, that's, that's, okay. that's what, that's what happened. So and, how and did... they're great kids. You know, I, I, I'm going to sure. add one more thing. They're sure. all really good kids. We don't have a problem with any of them. Sure. They, they all do great in school. They participate in an extracurricular activity here and there. there there's no problem with it. It's just that the amount of screen time sure. being used is just insane. I mean, 1.6 terabytes. Yeah, that's a lot for one person because, like, I think – well, I monitor, obviously, the internet here, and I selfishly just – I'm curious to know how much data we're using. I think, like – on average, we're using maybe two to three hundred gigabytes a month as a family, right? So, so yeah. yeah, you're yeah, and I would obviously it's different depending on um, obviously in your case, your guys are using a lot more, but just to give the listener some context, right? Um, sure. But I'm curious to know how did you meet your co-founder? So my co-founder is my she's actually my fiance. So we, we, we live together. And okay. so that's, you know, she runs a very successful company in the Silicon Valley. Uh, it's actually the oldest electronic assembly company in the Silicon Valley. So very cool. she's, uh, she's, she's, a, she's an absolute asset to have. She's brilliant. She's smart. Um, she, she does a great job for us. And, you know, it's, it's our company. Very cool. No, I, I think that's great. So how do you find working with somebody that kind of, like a personal kind of business relationship. It, it has its ups and downs, but, but we all have the same goal. We have the same vision at the end. Um, you know, we, we work constantly with each other all day long. And, sure. you know, of course I have an office that I go to and she has an office that she goes to. Right. And there's plenty of times throughout the day that we meet up with each other for calls and, and meetings and so forth. So it's, we, we just like to keep it a healthy balance. No, that's fair. Do you have any advice for people on how to kind of, separate the personal and business for, for people that are doing it with their significant other? You know, it's, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's gotta be a lot of, a lot of trust. And, okay. um, it, it's just, you know, everyone, everyone should just pull their weight and, and you know, as long as the vision is the, is the same at the end, you're with your partner for a reason. So, Sure. There's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And give each other some space. You know, like I said, I have an office, that, a separate office that I go to. She has one. We talk throughout the day and we get on conference calls. And sometimes we have meetings at either one of our offices. So we make it work. No, I, I, yeah, I, I think it, it seems like you always hear the horror stories. But there are a lot of people like you two that actually make it work, right? And, and that's always kind of fascinating because I think, obviously, you probably trust – like, sure, you have your best friends and whatnot, but it's hard to find somebody, especially a co-founder, that you trust 100%, right? Especially if you just meet well, them. I, you... I trust her more than I trust myself. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. So, no, I, I think that's great. So, 
I'm curious though, just to walk people through, I, I know it's a little bit hard um, through audio to walk people through and give them a visual representation of how they actually, once they download the app, how do they actually get it set up? Sure, no problem. It's actually really simple. So the app gets loaded on both the parent phone and the child phone. Okay. Just download the app on the parent phone. You put in an email, you know, a registration email address. Sure. Um, it'll ask you if you're the parent or the child. You hit you're the parent. Gets you all set up. There's a little onboarding uh, video. There's a little you know onboarding process that tells you what each of the uh, functionalities are on the app. Okay. Um, from there, it'll instruct you. Uh, to install it on your child's phone gives you a step-by-step instructions on how to do so. Sure. Uh, same process on the child's phone. Child's phone gets installed. Uh, it'll ask you if you're the parent-child, if you're the child, and it it just connects. So so because you're using the same email login on both right. phones, um, our backend connects the two devices together. So from a parent, you have a dashboard. From the parent phone, you have a dashboard that does all the controlling. Okay. Uh, from the child side, you just see a, a meter that says how many steps you've taken and what your goal is, and and that's it. And there's a there's a you know piece in there that that we added, uh, like you know Saturday morning. Let's say your kid plays soccer, for example, and right. obviously they're not going to have their phone on them. You can actually credit steps from, from both devices. And you can say, okay, well, I know smart. my kid My kid ran about a mile, so I can credit him, you know, 2,500 or 3,000 steps gotcha. so that they don't lose out on their on their activity. No, very cool. And then how do you yeah. switch between, like, if you have a second kid? So so on the dashboard, it actually has your uh, individual children's names. So if you have a, you know, child one, child two, child three, child, they all show up on your dashboard, Okay. on the parent dashboard. And, they, you know, if the, if the two parents have it, it, it'll, once you make a change on one, it'll show up on the other parents um, and even on the grandparents if you have it. So they're all, they all talk to one another. That's very cool. No, I, I think that's, that's quite interesting. So yeah. I, I'm curious, though, how do you guys decide what new features to roll out? Because you probably get a lot of user feedback and it's like, Oh, you should add this, this, and this, but how do you decide mm -hmm. what you're actually going to put in the next version? So we, we base it on user feedback and we see, you know, as parents, we find that the problems we have in our household right. based on technology is the same as anywhere else. Sure. When you have six kids, you yeah. are expert parents. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I, seen it all. I've heard it all. I've smelt it all. It's, it's, sure. you, you know, what would, what would we like? What would be, what can we benefit from? And, and then we go, to, you know, to our, to our users and we ask them, you know, what do you, what do you think of this? And we, we get, we get feedback. You know, we're partnered with the national PTA. The national PTA took, took a look at this and they wanted it. And, Very cool. and we have a, a great partnership with them and we've exposed it to schools. Um, and there's actually a national get off your app day that the national PTA created it's November 19th. Oh, very cool. Where kids, you know, are encouraged to get off their phones and they participate in extracurricular activities. And the teachers have sent us videos and pictures and, and so forth of the kids actually doing stuff besides being on their phones. Very cool. So, how did you guys mm -hmm. land some of these partnerships? Did you reach out? Did you have connections? Or walk us through no, that? No, we had, we had no connections. We, we, we reached out to them. We, they told us that. You know, you, we usually only partner with, with bigger companies that are established. You know, we didn't even have an 
have an app at the time when we did it. But Interesting. They said, if you're serious about it, you know, if you're serious, fly out to Washington, D.C. And, and, you know, you can pitch us. And by the time we were done and they saw the benefits, the health benefits that, that were there for the children, it was, it was an instant, you know, partnership that, that happened. No, that's awesome. I, I think that's actually really good advice to people. Like so many people are just scared to send an email or, or ask, right? But sure. you guys are proof that just take a shot at asking, right? And you never know what will come from it. Absolutely. So you've been in tech a long time. What advice do you give to people that are starting out and are maybe actually scared to start building their own thing? Um, the best ideas are the ones that get thrown away and not executed on. So many people have say, Oh, you know, I have this great idea for this app or I have this great idea for this software or even a product. And then they sit down and they throw out like what it actually takes to make it happen. And it gets crumpled up and it gets thrown away. Right. Sure. And, and my, my advice is to follow through with it. You know, the biggest regret I ever had, in doing this app was not doing it five years earlier and, and not, and, and, and not waiting and sitting on it. And I've had so many great ideas. I, I, I I can't even tell you, but they just get, they just get thrown out a napkin and then the napkin gets thrown away. So So, act upon it. If you have this great idea, look it up. You know, you don't even have to invent it. You can make something better. Um, and, and that's my biggest advice is don't throw it away and actually act upon it and make it happen. Chances are it's a brilliant idea that can be a, a big tool for everyone else in this world if it works for you. Interesting. It's interesting that you waited five years to actually execute on it. <laughs> so so I didn't wait five years on this one, but I oh, okay. had some great ideas. I, I just – it was just never in my mindset to actually do something. And and this, this again, you know, I made a prototype and, and I – showed the prototype and I was like, oh, that's an interesting idea. And the more people liked it, I was like, oh, well, you know, let's make this happen. And, you know, created a, created a business model out of it, created a deck and met with some investors who thought the idea was great too. And it was a really, really needed uh, piece of software during this time and uh, got backed and recreated it. Very cool. So when you were, did you again know a bunch of investors? Did you reach out to investors or, or walk us through that? You know, I joined some, I joined some, uh, some, some boards and forums and uh, a couple of my friends were entrepreneurs. Okay. And, and so I, I used them as advisors and, and, and they helped me connect to people. And, and I had some, my, some of my own personal connections and, you know, it was just, it was just a matter of being a go-getter and go do it. Right. If, if you want it that bad, you know, how bad do you want it? Yeah. I wanted this one bad. This one, this one was, I wanted bad. No, I, I think that's really good advice, right? Because I think so many people, it's really easy to make up an excuse. It's like, well, I don't know an investor or I don't know this exactly. or I can't go to that or whatever. But it's like you flew across the country to pitch. You put yourself Absolutely. out there. You made some, you, you reached out to people that you didn't know to make this happen, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, that's really good advice. Do you have anything else that you've learned along the way that you wish you knew when you first started your company? You know, we were we were so focused on the timing. We wanted to be the first to market with this. We we, okay. we knew we had a great idea, and and you know that that was that was the one big thing that we did. And 
I, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question because we just, we were so excited and we were able to do it and we, we figured it out. So well, that's, that's yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if I would have done anything different, anything much different. So I have a great partner. I have a, you know, very supporting family. We have great kids. It just all kind of fell into our lap. No, that's awesome. And, and sometimes that happens, right? And, and like take advantage Absolutely. of that if, if you get that. Absolutely. So, but we're kind of coming to the end of the show. So maybe let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about you guys and any other links you want to mention and where they can go download the apps. Absolutely. So, so our website is G O Y A M O V E. So Goya move.com again, Goya stands for get off your apps. <laughs> um, so that's our website, uh, Goya move.com. Um, it's available in both the Google play uh, Google Play Store and the iOS App Store. So just look up uh, Goya Move. It pops right up. Easy to download. It's a free download. You get a five-day free trial uh, on both platforms. Very cool. And from there, it's just a $1.99 subscription to get your kids off their apps and moving. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time under your day to be on the show, and I look forward to keeping in touch with you and have a good rest of your day. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. All Thank right. you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.